Vox Bus. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast, Relationships. Let's talk about it. I'm Prebo Toplitsky. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one. Partners, family, friends, co-workers, neighbors, relationships. Let's talk about it. Welcome everybody to this episode. What do we mean by commitment? And although in this monologue I will be focusing mainly on love relationships, the things that I'm going to be discussing and talking about and the skills also apply to business relationships, friendships, parenting, and other areas where having connection is important and paramount. So right now I know that in my life I'm committed to appreciation. I'm committed to living in appreciation as much as I can. So I want to get a shout out of appreciation to a few people that have recently donated to my podcast. And that would be Sarah in Texas, Kathy in Michigan, and Leela in South Carolina. I appreciate the help in getting this podcast out to everybody every week. So again, if you're if you're moved to especially share the podcast, that would be wonderful. <laughs> Love to get it out to, to more people and and just feel the resonance of it going out and making a difference in people's lives. So that's number one. And if you also are inclined to financially support the podcast, you can do so by going to my website, heartsharecounseling.com, or on the episode show notes, there's a hyperlink to support the podcast. So also I was kind of thinking about this just now of my commitment to my podcast, my commitment to you out there. You know, there could be a commitment that I have of getting out a podcast a week, you know, or the commitment to do it for at least another six months. But for me, you know, instead, I just want, I just want the commitment to be that I'm putting, that I'm being genuine and that I'm putting out genuine content. And again, it's, it's for me to enjoy it, um, not make it an obligation. So that's, that's the commitment that I also want to make to myself to just be genuine from the heart and offer this with love and be humble with it. I like that, uh, commitment. I'm putting that out. Y'all are hearing it now. So commitment. I hear many people say and think that either you're committed or you're not. Yep. That makes sense. But actually, I, I don't think it's that simple, you know, because it's actually a practice, a moment to moment practice. It's, it's an active state. It's not a passive one. That's usually in the area of the focus of the seriousness of a relationship. You know, for example, you know, we hear I'm in a committed relationship. I'm completely committed to this person. 
what the hell does that really mean? <laughs> what, what are we really saying? Does it mean the same thing to all of us? I, I don't think it does. When I'm working with couples in session and I ask about commitment and one person says, yeah, I'm really committed. I'm committed to this relationship. And the other person sometimes doesn't know, doesn't feel that that person is committed. Their actions don't show that there is commitment. Sometimes it's about commitment to be monogamous in a relationship. It's an aspect of exchanging committed vows that people do, let's say, in a, in a marriage ceremony or a commitment ceremony. And one of the problems with that is usually people are making outcome commitments. I'll love you forever, you know, in sickness and in health. People usually don't have control over that. More what we have control over is the process of the commitments, our process of the relationship. And many, many people don't make process commitments. A process commitment could be an example of, hey, if I'm angry with you, I commit to telling you within an hour that I'm angry. That could be a process commitment. I know one of my biggest process commitments is around emotional transparency and emotional intimacy. I want to commit my relationship with my wife and with people that are close to me. I want to commit to the depth of it, sustaining of emotional intimacy. I want to commit in the process of learning more skills and tools in order to better my emotional intimacy with people. So that's, that's one of my process commitments in my relationship, especially with my wife. And of course, I'm gonna repeat it again. Huge process commitment is when I'm feeling uh, in the realm of appreciation to express it. And I guess part of that process would be wanting to be and recognize and see and look in my mind's eye and scan for appreciations in what I experience with my wife, with my son, with people around me that I'm close to. Yeah, the commitment to have that as part of my expression in my relationship. You know, for me, sometimes I think about when we're so focused on the promises about behaviors and outcomes, but we're actually ignoring the process that's necessary to achieve those goals. For instance, my sports analogy, just, just imagine um, a team or an athlete that is committed to win, winning a championship, but they don't devote themselves at all to practicing and getting better at their skills. You know, that's only, that's just lip service. Uh, devotion of focusing on towards achieving some kind of end goal. So again, in usually love relationships, if some of the outcome commitments are love or fidelity, happiness, so let's take fidelity, 
for one. That's an interesting, right? Committed in a monogamous relationship or I am committed to fidelity in our relationship. So what do you do when you're tempted? When there's a really attractive person and you're maybe in a vulnerable situation that you're disconnected from your partner, you haven't had sex for a while, what is your process commitment to yourself on that? Are you willing to look internally and understand why there's more pull to this other person? Are you focusing on more fantasy of what life would be, how it would be better with somebody else? Because if you're focusing on more judgment and more problems and issues with your partner and the relationship, are you making a process commitment to yourself of recognizing that maybe there's a slippery slope that's starting to happen around maybe more emotional infidelity towards this other person also, that you're starting to share many things that you're not sharing with your partner? Are you aware that that is coming or the need or the desire for that to happen? Are you willing to tell your partner about that? Are you willing in your process commitment to say, I find myself starting to wander, fantasize about being in another relationship. And what I'm noticing is because you and I are not being connected the way that I want, we're not sharing our lives in joy or passion or sexual passion the way that I want. I'm noticing that my mind and my thoughts are starting to wander to some other reality with somebody else or even a specific person. Are you willing to make that part of a process commitment? Are you willing that if some of those feelings does come up in attraction to somebody, are you willing to refocus that energy back on your partner and put more energy and aliveness in the relationship? That could be a process commitment that you're making. And you're also making it to yourselves. I know that when I'm making a commitment, especially a process commitment, Boy, it is for me first. And that's what's so important because I'm going to be more apt to, let's say, police myself, to be my gatekeeper around what I'm committed to in the process because I want it to feel good. I want to be that kind of person. I want to be that kind of partner, let's say, that holds that truth to be able to bring energy back into the relationship when I'm not feeling it. Again, my process commitment is to more and more depths of emotional intimacy. And that's a big focus to be able to continue to bring that back into the relationship so that I'm not seeking it elsewhere that I can only get from my partner in those ways. Sure, I have emotional intimacy with other people in my life, but not the uniqueness that I probably have especially with my wife, because we're sharing our life together. We're partnering. And I think that's also an interesting feeling to have when you're partnering and journeying with somebody. I read somewhere that one way to have a commitment with your partner is to think about taking them with you everywhere you go. <laughs> I know that kind of sounds silly, and we can bring it back into a focus, like literally, wherever I go, what if I take my partner with me energetically? She's with me. How will my conversations be with other people? How will I 
act and communicate in my world if I'm taking her with me. It's just a kind of sense of, you know, taking partnership on the journey. You know, again, would my conversations be differently? Would I relate to my friends differently? Would I relate to coworkers differently if I was taking my partner with me in those encounters? So again, that could be more of an example of the commitment to fidelity in your relationship. I don't think that people usually really think to the depths of what do we mean by commitment. There's so many people, of course, I have couples that are coming in distress, but I know that there are many, many couples that are constantly questioning their commitments. They, maybe one or both, have a foot out the door. You know, having the foot out the door is not being fully committed. People make threats of leaving the relationship. There's not a commitment in that. When you think that you could have a better life or there's somebody better than your partner, there's not a full commitment in that. Um, When you think about life without your partner and being alone, there's not a commitment to that. There's not a commitment to journeying together. And a lot of times the people that do have one foot out the door or shaky in their commitment, they have more unconscious commitments than they do conscious commitments. As a matter of fact, I think all of us have unconscious commitments that interfere with our conscious commitments to the relationship at times. But uh, they're usually, the unconscious commitments are often, they stay hidden. They stay hidden from view. But when you're starting to stay longer in the relationship, you know, those old unconscious commitments, they end up like working their way to the surface and it sabotages usually our conscious intentions and commitments. For instance, I was working with a client and we were uncovering some of her unconscious commitments. She was in a a marriage for many years, over 25 years, and she wasn't having the connections that she wanted with her husband. As a matter of fact, there was less and less and less connection and less desire to connect because there was more and more strife. And we dug underneath about how it was very challenging for her to connect with her father. And every time that she did try, there was a lot of rejection, a lot of disappointment. So ultimately, the realization is her unconscious commitment was to protect herself more than to actually have closeness and connection with her husband because that's what she was doing. She was doing that over and over again. She was protecting herself by not speaking her truth, by not coming towards and speaking her needs and her desires and speaking up for herself. So she was unconsciously more committed to protecting herself than she was in actually connecting with her husband. Because remember folks, I know this is hard to hear sometimes, but whatever we're getting we're actually committed to. So in that case, in that client's case, she was getting non-connection. She was getting distance. And actually, that's what she was committed to because that's what she was getting. Sometimes I know that's very hard to hear. 
sexless marriage or a marriage that is really starved of sex. It's hard to hear that one or both of you are actually committed to not having sex, even though you want it. You want it so badly. But that's the result. If that's what you're getting, that's what you're committed to. Another example is many couples come to me and they talk about spending more time with each other, that they need to spend more time. Of course, you need to spend more and more time if you're going to work on things and if you're going to create more closeness and trust in your relationship. But a lot of times, couples don't spend the time. They don't spend the quality time with each other. And therefore, that's actually their commitment. Their commitment is to not spend quality time with each other because that's exactly what they're doing. They're not spending the time. They say they want it. They're trying to figure it out. But again, whatever we're getting, we're also committed to. I really do know that deep down inside, when I really, really, really want something, I'm going to go for it. I'm committed to getting it. And if I really want something and I'm not getting it, I've got to look at what's the unconscious sabotage that I'm not getting it, that I'm not experiencing it. So let's say that you're in a couple that what I just talked about, wanting to spend quality time, finding the quality time, making the quality time, but you're not. So you're unconsciously committed to not having quality time with each other. So in that, when you recognize it, a process commitment to that might be, let's make a list of all of the things that we can do with each other that will bring us fun, aliveness, and closeness. That's one thing that you can actually start to do and brainstorm things to actually do when you do have time with each other. Another process commitment in that is you can make to yourself that that you're going to look at the downtime and the idle time and the distracted times that you do spend on the computer, going through social media, other things that can actually be the time that you spend with your partner to actually look, maybe calculate, even observe in your days of how much of that time is taken elsewhere outside of the relationship. Then it can even be a process commitment that you make to yourselves or to each other that I'm going to take 10 minutes throughout the day and I'm going to just focus on thinking about you in a positive way and I'm going to communicate that to you whether it's through a voicemail face-to-face an email that I'm going to actually take the time quality time within myself to express positive thoughts that I have of you my partner you can make a process commitment that once or twice a week you're going to take the initiative to interact and make a bit of connection, that you're going to carve out time, whatever that is, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, a half hour, that you propose a certain way of being with your partner, a connection, whether it's cooking together, whether it's a quick, even board game after dinner, instead of, again, going on the computer and doing something else. So it's taking little initiatives that you will commit to. But most of all, It's really deep down the commitment to 
feel yourself in a connected relationship. Actually feel what kind of partner that you would be if you were more connected and spending quality time with your partner. Seeing yourself be a partner that spends quality time with your partner instead of, I'm just so busy, I'm so stressed, because we're reinforcing that. I hear it all the time when people talk over and over again how, how they don't have time, how they're so stressed, and that's constantly how they see themselves. They're not seeing themselves actually having more abundant time, having and being the kind of partner that is connecting. They don't see that. Visualizing yourself as that kind of person and as that kind of partner, you're going to be more apt to do that. You can actually trick your mind in a way with visualization if you see over and over and over again you being the kind of partner that spends quality time with your partner and you see yourself do that in your mind's eye in all kinds of ways, your body actually doesn't know the difference between reality and visualization. So you start thinking yourself as actually a partner that spends quality time with their partner because in your mind, you're seeing it and you're resonating it hopefully with the feeling of that connection of spending quality time. So if you're doing that in your mind's eye over and over and over again, then your body believes that that's who you are. You're going to make the decisions to be more of that kind of person and that kind of partner. That's one way through visualization that you can create more automatic responses of the way that you want to be. So that could be part of your process commitment is to visualize yourself over and over and over and you can even do that together if you don't have quality time. You can say, let's take one minute together, close our eyes, and visualizing spending quality time with each other, what it would be like. Boom. That's one minute of quality time with each other. And then you're seeing it and you're feeling it instead of the opposite. Most couples, all they do is complain and talk about that they don't have time with each other, for each other. So I'm going to kind of stay on that topic because I hear a lot of couples say, but we love each other. Well, in that instance, love is actually not enough. Oof, oof, I'm going to say that. Love isn't enough. Love isn't what makes you decide to spend time together. It's your commitment that makes you decide to spend together. Love isn't what makes you, for instance, like weather storms with each other. Commitment is that. Love is not what makes you decide to treat each other in patience and respect, empathy, or kindness. It is your commitment to do that. That is love in action, right? Because love is a verb. So that's why, again, commitments are not passive, they are active. You know, again, a great tool that when I remember to use it, it really works well for me. If I'm arguing with my wife or if I'm not feeling connected, if I can get out of the story of all that's going on and just say to myself, man, people, you're actually, you're committed to not having connection right now. You're committed to arguing. You're committed to being right. <laughs> You're committed to being defensiveness. You're committed to it. And if I could stop myself 
right in the tracks and just go, whoa. Yeah, because that's exactly what I'm doing. What do I want to be committed to instead of what it is that I'm getting that I don't like? So this is kind of a little different take. I imagine that you might thought of that I would be talking about commitments. But yeah, I think it's so important for us to recognize the difference between an outcome commitment and a process commitment and to really understand that we have unconscious commitments that we are experiencing and creating and acting upon over our conscious commitments. It's really good to look at what are my unconscious commitments because that's what I'm getting right now. So I think what we need to look at is the flow of the experience and the quality of how we're choosing to live our life and our commitments and our relationships. I know you've heard the term trust the process. So I think first you got to really understand the process. And then once you commit to the process, you can trust the process. Well, that sounded kind of good anyway to say. <laughs> Thanks everybody for listening. Mm-hmm. Make yourselves a beautiful day. Relationships, Let's Talk About It is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting PC of Asheville, North Carolina. For more on licensed counselor Prepo Teplitsky, visit heartsharecounseling.com. Theme music by Adi the Monk. This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling and psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnosis or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. Relationships, Let's Talk About It, is produced by Oxbus. You can create your own professional podcast today, faster and easier. Try it for free at oxbus.com. That's A-U-X-B-U-S dot com. Oxbus. Thank you.